right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddy John. Only John. Not sure where Chuck is exactly. <laughs> not a not a hundred percent sure where Chuck is. Uh, we think he's okay. You ever seen the movie The Vanishing? <laughs> is, is that the wait? Is that is that the Kiefer Sutherland remake? Oh, uh, there is a remake of Spurlos or something, or is that a yeah. different movie? <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty scary movie. It also has the strangest, um, like acting choice I've ever seen. Jeff, Jeff Bridges', Bridges voice. voice. <laughs> I just don't even know how it happened. Or why he would... I mean, he's basically... It's like a modified Jamie Gum. What, is she a really fat person? I, <laughs> Only he has most of the lines in the film. I want to say they're directed by the same guy. Aren't they? I believe so. So, so sp- I don't know what the name of the Swedish film is. I think it's something like Spurlos. Right. It's like a Criterion collection. Like, supposedly, you know, a great, great piece of film art. And they're like, hey, let's make an English version. Let's tack on a denouement that explains everything explplicitly and uh, is happy. Right. So, like, it is hilarious. It's George really... Sluizer, a, right. a French-Dutch film. There you go. But, um, uh, 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 and, and nowadays, all I can think about is I want them to remake this movie, only I want Kiefer Sutherland to be doing the Jamie Gunn <laughs> voice the entire but, time. But, yeah, so Jeff Bridges uh, really hams it up, chews the scenery, very strange accent choice. Jeff Bridges is a guy who's has grown and shrunk in my estimation probably more than any actor. Like, okay, makes sense. So much goodwill for Big Lebowski and earlier, you know, choices he had made and kind of doing this beach bum riff on a beach bum character for ages and ages. Cutter and Bone, great movie. And then his decision to play Rooster Cogburn for the past 10 years. I know you really disliked his, his, his performance in Hell or High Water. Woo! Painful. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I'm like, oh, he's doing this caricature. That's fine. I, I, I don't. Okay, I don't but he's just done it in like a Ryan Reynolds sci-fi movie too. <laughs> he's still doing it. That new, uh, that new cowboy, uh, not cowboy, firefighters movie. Does it again? <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, all that to say, Chuck is not here. Uh, he did text and say that he had lost his phone. Right. That's the last we heard from him. Yep. So. I feel like he knew he was supposed to be here. We might get Chuck like halfway through, break-in style, like yeah. Kool-Aid man style, <laughs> which for me would be outstanding. If that happens, I'm going to whip out the phone and film it. Oh, it's going to be good. But I right, wonder if he's somewhere in the baby dungeon just not telling us. Right now, his microphone stand just has his headphones hanging on it as a, a solemn remembrance. Yeah. This will be good for the next five years when Chuck actually is gone. R.I.P. R.I.P. Chuck. <laughs> well, John, how are you? Did you have breakfast? I did. Uh, I'm still on this uh, very bizarre Posy Vibes health food kick. So I had uh, my beet juice. Get ready for that. That I made. <laughs> I made beet juice. Do you know how many beets it takes to make beet juice? We just beat them up? Dude, it was like 11 beets. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we've been over the phenomenon of beeturia. Uh Yes, we, we okay. did actually cover that already. If you guys are going to go on this journey with me, you need to be ready for beeturia. Because the next time you go to the restroom, it's going to be terrifying. How long does it take you to fix those 11 beats? Can you do 11 beats per minute? Uh, Frog rock style? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout, out, uh, shout out the random. Randabout. On the, the random channel on our Patreon-only Slack. Get, get where apparently they only talk about prog music. Yeah. Uh, or Primus. Or Primus. But Primus is another one. You're I like, guess uh, is Primus prog? Primus is its bit. They have sections in 11.8. Primus no still 11 only lives in minute, the realm of cartoon for me. <laughs> Primus is Beavis and Butthead. My name is Mo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And South Park, uh, South Park theme song. That's it. That's the only universe that exists. So. <laughs> but I have beet juice, and then um, I've started going to coffee shops because I think I, I'm trying to pretend I'm an adult now. And uh, I get the uh, avocado toast. Oh, Which perfect. I know makes people hate me, but it's really good. You go to coffee shops. You are not a coffee drinker, right? I have just – well, I start – okay. We're going on another journey here. I'm trying to become a coffee drinker, but I was not ready for the gastroenterological terror of drinking coffee. That is how, how long does this last? How a uh, long time? Forever? Long time. Really? Real long time. Because I was in tears. No one told me that coffee made your bowels move in my life. Right. Like, I never drank coffee. I never, one, very important, and you can relate to this, John. Right. I never had to be anywhere. Right. Uh, so I never drank coffee. 
Right. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll wake up when I wake up. I'll set my alarm. Maybe I'll watch West Wing on Bravo at 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't drink coffee. And then like I start, I, I, I picked up coffee while traveling. Other people okay. were drinking coffee. I'm like, I'll drink coffee. Yeah, my old band drinks coffee, and I get really bent out of shape when they're obsessed with getting it. But I, I but the, <laughs> now I realize, in hindsight, they were probably equally as uh, irritated with my yearning for drugs and alcohol. So I feel like I'm making up for lost time. But I need to know, how long does this acidic nightmare last? It's the whole when, time. So I'm never going to get over this? I don't. How, how much coffee am I supposed to be drinking, by the way? I think, I think a good warm-up is, is like a, a, a cup. You know, like eight ounces of okay. coffee is probably a good way to start. Like so I'm going cups. to a coffee shop and I'm getting two <laughs> cups. Yeah. And because I'm trying to figure out which coffees I like. Right. And so far I've tried Ethiopian and Brazilian. Yeah. Which I enjoy ordering Brazilians because I'm a creepy old man. <laughs> I will say this probably doesn't surprise you with my thoroughly refined palate. Still can't tell any coffee apart. Really? I, See, I'm, I'm experiencing I know, some differences. I know what a hazelnut is. Yeah, I know, like what a French vanilla is. Hazelnut's like a horrible sweetness that I. It's, uh, yeah, I, not even. I, I don't even like it. No, I got so hooked on coffee because I was like, wait a minute, if you drink coffee, you have to poop immediately. This right. is incredible, and that was like a life changing event in my life. See, I've always been such a regular guy that the coffee, <laughs> and also another thing, I always thought coffee, pr- probably from watching so many like cop and FBI agent movies, I thought coffee made you constipated, mostly from one line from the movie Midnight Run. Where uh, Robert De Niro goes, you guys have been sitting in that van constipated from all that coffee. Well, so de- I thought it was it, the does, it does dehydrate the body. Oh, okay, all it right. is a diuretic. It gets the fluids out. Also, when I watch cop movies and they're doing the stakeouts, mainly things I think about are when do these guys go uh, go take a dump? Because they drink so much coffee. That's crazy. It's also like when I watch the Avengers movies and I say, uh, what kind of infrastructure? can support them destroying, like, $20 trillion structures every single movie. They've tried to make uh, comic books and even a Fox TV show about this. It failed because, hey, guess what? It's not worth thinking about. (laughs) All right, well, my breakfast, I had... uh, It's become a bit of a routine. Fixed my kid some mac and cheese. He asked that I would eat it with him. It is not good. However, after I have a few bites, I realize I'm hungry, and I'm like, meh, not bad. Yeah, we we had planned to all eat mac and cheese together. It was going to be a beautiful thing. Although, swerve, I was not going to eat that mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect anyone to eat that no. mac and cheese. Anyway, Chuck those were, would have eaten that mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we moved to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. John, do you, you, sure, you sure Chuck doesn't want to go first? I was going to say, do you guys have anything uh, you need to atone for? I mean, I guess I should apologize for forgetting that Jerry West is the dark mystic arts warlock of our times because he has just catapulted the Clippers back into total relevance, I think, by making them somewhat irrelevant. Although I still think they're going to like probably make the playoffs. I think it's a genius move by Jerry West. It's insane. So you, you, you're sorry that you, uh, you underestimated the cold-hearted callousness of Jerry West to transform a team or to have his desire to make a team in his own image. Shout out Prometheus. I guess here's the deal with Jerry West is it's just like how Jerry West is in his eighties, right? No way to know. How can he still be this driven to just blow up and restart? And like, I mean, this is a guy who is never going to rest on his laurels. I think it's incredible. I think he loves doing this. He obviously convinced Balmer like, listen, I mean, this your is a team, team that is going had just to be... done like a fake retirement jersey thing for Blake Griffin and had committed to him for life. He said, listen, your team is going to be irrelevant if you stick with Blake Griffin. I think it's an incredible move by them. As you said, they could be actually better without Blake Griffin when you add in moving Danilo Gallinari back into the lineup into the power forward spot right. slot. So you went from D league guy shout out. I forgot which one of you it is this time. Is there a Wilson? Uh, like <laughs> they, uh, they're going from Blake Griffin at the four to now move Gallo to the four to buy Harris to the three and the four Avery Bradley in the two. They could definitely be better this year. They can make the playoffs this year and they've relieved themselves of these onerous salaries in the later years of that, of that contract. But, uh, I was looking at Jerry West. People are like, man, Jerry West, never forget, he's the most incredible evaluator of talent. And Grizzlies fan, me, my antenna perked up. And I'm like, let us not forget 
Now, he gave Brian Cardinal a six-year, $39 million contract that was the full mid-level that was a very bad salary for I, the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't think he is the greatest evaluator of talent. I think what he is amazing at is looking around the league and seeing what teams need and what, like, what their manifest desires are because he is able to surmise correctly. And, and, and if you're a Pistons fan, I can even see getting excited about this. Pistons are on the cusp of the playoffs. They're fighting with the Sixers for the playoffs. They desperately just need to get in the playoffs and be interesting and be relevant. And Stan Van Gundy desperately needs that. So he was able to look at that fan base, that team, that franchise, realize all we got to do is catapult these guys into relevance and we can take what we need from them. I don't see how they make it into the playoffs. I don't see. I mean, obviously things could happen. The Wizards obviously uh, dealing with John Wall's loss could drop out. But, you know, the Pistons are a few games behind uh, but well, but you see what I mean? Like, this is a desperate Stan Van Gundy. It's a desperate ploy. Uh, this is a guy who, this is a team that, uh, look at the attendance, look at what's happening there. They just need to be relevant. They're not trying, they're in no way are the Pistons right now trying to w- like posit themselves to be a LeBron destination or be the team of the future. They just want to fight and win and be a team that's in the playoff hunt. Stan Van Gundy is a guy who's lost his role at the casino and walks up and puts everything he has left on, like, you know, Lakers minus four second half line. Well, that's how the Haralabob story started. So maybe, maybe, what was the Haralabob Maybe four story? years oh, from oh, now, oh, the, oh, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be a cryptocurrency maven. Right. Right. Uh, going back to Jerry West, I, I, I was talking about that Brian Cardinal contract that was really terrible for its time for the Grizzlies. And just by Googling it to get the exact numbers, I came across this story that I've never heard. Tell me if you've heard this story before, John. Uh, Unlikely. An exceptionally well-connected league insider once told me the story of how Brian Cardinal got the mid-level. Seems Memphis owner Michael Heisley, RIP, that's me adding yeah, RIP, yeah. frustrated by general manager Jerry West's lack of activity, walked into West's office one day and asked why he hadn't signed anyone. So an exasperated West picked up his phone, called Cardinal's agent, and offered him the mid-level on the spot. Then he turned to Heisley and said something along the lines of, There, you happy now? Wow. West Virginians, man. <laughs> Holy moly. We, we might come back to the Blake Griffin. Don't mess with them toppers. Trade. My apo- Oh, you think so? <laughs> my apology is to Mike Malone. And this is not for something I did on the show. This is for my behavior on the website, twitter.com. Can I just like go back and apologize for your apology to Mike Malone? <laughs> sure. That's, that's fair. My apology is... I, you know, I made the easy joke comparing his late game maneuver against the Celtics down one, getting a rebound with almost six seconds left, choosing not to call timeout. I, Boo. Com- I compared it to the actions of Jason Kidd for the cheap retweets. <laughs> but then when I was watching the play, right. And I actually tweeted this and deleted it immediately. I <laughs> tweeted pass the ball thrill because Will Barton does not pass the ball. Right. Then I, cause watching it live, I did not realize they had a timeout. Right. I saw they had a timeout. I deleted that tweet, fired off my easy Jason Kidd tweet. There you go. And then and then I was then You're when seeing I seeing the the work the inner workings and machinations of a Twitter sociopath here, folks. Yes. <laughs> that is the behind the scenes of how, how the uh, muffins get made. The upon watching the replay, I realized that obviously his goal was to attack the Celtics defense before they get set. Over five seconds is enough time to get the ball off the court. And if you watch that replay, there were at least two opportunities for Will Barton to pass the ball forward. In that situation, you have to pass the ball. Like right. getting a rebound off a free throw, pass the ball, you get there. If he would have thrown the ball to Torrey Craig. I mean, he, he took would, a 29-foot shot. Yeah, and he could have passed to a wide-open Torrey Craig for right. a game-winning layup. It would have worked perfectly. Right. So all Will Barton had to do was look up and pass the ball. He could have also just thrown the outlet to Jamal Murray. But look, and this is why your apologies bunk, because Mike... <laughs> Matches Malone absolutely knew this was going to happen because he even says, if he's even to be believed, I I knew I knew Will could get down there and get a shot off. It's true. So he, what? That's the outcome that that Mike Malone wanted. Yeah. Mike Malone. The only reason they were even in that game is because Plumley gets hurt and he can't do his stupid, horrible Jokic Plumley stuff. Poor Plumdog was on fire. Ah. Plumdog had a good game. Now he's got a strained calf. But I just got to say. But there's so much worse when they, when they play, run that lineup. The results turned out not in their favor. But all it takes is a simple pass to a wide open man. 
and the game is won, and Mike Malone is justified. So I'm sorry, Mike Malone. All right, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, best thing, I believe we have a question submitted by our Patreon supporters. That is the croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Uh, Feeling Minnesota asks, Consider this. One, the Cavaliers as a team inexplicably ganging up on their only current non-LeBron all-star caliber player in one Kevin Love. Two, the utter disarray of last season's Bulls, along with Jimmy Butler's golden leadership this season in Minnesota. Considering those two, those two scenarios, yes. who is the more disruptive force? Super sleeper agent Dwayne Wade on his two post-Miami squads, or Steve Bannon in the White House? As much as I throw shade at the White House, I actually don't follow the news very much because oh. it bums me out. <laughs> but I feel like even if I did... I would go Dwayne Wade. Don't you have to go Dwayne Wade just because he's still doing it? I feel sad Chuck has disappeared. Right. Passed to the netherworld and is not here to also weigh in. Where is Ch- where is Dwayne Wade right now? I and f- where is Chuck? I feel confident Chuck would also say Dwayne Wade. Oh, flounder. I mean, it is insane, the turmoil in Cleveland right now. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. It is torturous. Have you been uh, watching any of the Isaiah Thomas interviews? The Isaiah Thomas interviews are incredible. It's like an episode of Veep. <laughs> it is. That. It is like a, there is comparison. so much nuance, and like the fear, the palpable fear from the press now from him because he can isolate stare through you. Did you take anything from the Kevin Love getting the rebound, bending over and handing the ball? Absolutely, I, See, did. I didn't get anything from that. Oh, I did. One of my favorite things in basketball is Kevin when- Love is sassy. He is a sassy man. That's probably true. One of my favorite things in basketball is when the big man just secures the ball and hands it to the little man. I love that team that that, that teamwork. It's like it's like the little tiny fish eating the algae off of the back of the bigger fish that can't reach it. Like I love that teamwork. I didn't I didn't take anything into it, although a lot of people are saying that Kevin Love was being sassy and making fun of IT's diminutive size. So yeah. Indy Trey, I'm seeing asks. Oh, okay. We're, we're staying with it. Yeah, actually, I, I, I see this other question. It's One more. It's very good. One more. As an NBA fan, would you rather have a season of no injuries that requires significant missed time and your favorite team gets the eighth seed and bounces after one round or, and this seems particular, particularly relevant, injuries galore, superstars falling left and right, and your team wins the finals? What do you prefer, John? I mean, I don't understand any one who would take the former. Correct. Right. I don't. I will. I will. Is say, Indy Trey mad? Are you mad, Indy Trey? Indy Trey is a Pacers fan. Okay, so Obviously, maybe by Indy the malice Trey. in the palace had a delir- deleterious effect on his psychic. I will say the only situation where I do not want injuries galore. Is if Tom Brady gets injured, Tom Brady gets injured, do you beat a Bradyless <laughs> Patriots? No. As long as the injuries are happening happening during basketball games, right? I'm fine with it. If it's some horrifying, oh, like a zeppelin crashes, yeah. If there's some horrifying off the court scenario where Jeff Galuli's going around cracking kneecaps, no, I don't want it that way. I don't want the championship that badly. But uh, any other scenario, I uh, I think I'm okay with. All right. Well, those were our croissant questionnaire submitted by our Patreon supporters. If you want to support our show and submit your own questions, you could do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Once again, patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Another way you can support the show is by going to draft.com slash fast break, downloading the draft app. Come get beat by John Burr. Yeah, you don't want this. John Burr messed me up. <laughs> I've only lost two. I'll tell you my favorite Ever. Thing. So, so draft... <laughs> The draft app is a way to play daily fantasy basketball, but you really snake fun. draft every night. It's incredible. I'm on an insane losing streak, but this brings me to like my favorite part about it. I only play our listeners. Right. So if I'm losing a buck a night, I'm losing it to like our friends, either our Patreon supporters or other listeners who have downloaded the app and followed me. I'm fast break breakfast on there. John is master hey, John Burr. Listen, you can beat our listeners. 
<laughs> I'm mostly playing these nightmare people in the big money games. Don't play those guys. <laughs> yeah. So like, and put again, a few bucks in. Let's start small here. Put guys. a few bucks in. If you use our code FastBreak, or if you go through the URL draft.com/fastbreak, you will get a free three dollar entry into any three dollar game, and then just. Play against us. It's super fun. Again, uh, I'm having a blast, even though I'm in a losing streak. I won a lot early, so I'm not down yet. I even took last. How night many off. have you lost in a row? Thirteen, like twelve or thirteen. Wow! But I actually took a. It was yesterday. Come uh, whoop Keith like a trick. On on Monday was the first day I did not play draft because I'm like I need to reset. Right. I was drafted people. I drafted Josh Jackson and Buddy Heald. That's in one a, of our that's, that drafts. is some foreshadowing. They uh they they did not hit a shot. They were over sixteen combined. So. <laughs> Support our show. Play fantasy basketball with us at Draft. Go to draft.com slash fastbreak. Once again, draft.com slash fastbreak. Expert draft or GTFO. All right. Steak and eggs. Best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week, John? I mean, I'm just going to keep rolling this Grizzlies train. I'm loving it. Oh, you, li- you like the Grizzlies winning now? I am a BJ Bickerstaff stand. I don't know what a stan is, but I'm a bigger stan. Is it from Eminem? I believe so. Did Eminem create the word stan? This is when we need Chuck well, most. What Chuck? the hell are you doing, Chuck? I have I have hip hop questions and there's no Just let us down. Dwayne Wade, Stan. I mean, if if this if we start talking about water-based lubricants, then Chuck has truly, <laughs> truly left us high and dry, so to speak. But I mean, I'm enjoying you know. As Grizzlies fans, we have been tortured by never getting to see our young players play. Yeah. And we're seeing so much of it. They are. Who, who, who Name a player. I'm going to name some players. You let me know if you trade Ivan Rab for them straight up. Okay, <laughs> we're going to start, right? All right. Ivan Rab, who uh, still has the greatest field goal percentage in NBA history, I think. Would you trade him for Ish Smith? No. Yeah, I would like to restart his place 30. That was a trick. Okay. But I, okay. No, never mind. Okay, let me start. Okay. Would you trade him for Reggie Jackson? No chance. Would you trade him for, um, okay, let's uh, start small, uh, LeBron James? Oh, on that contract, never. No, absolutely not. Ivan Rob forever. We have Ivan Rob under team control for like eight more years, John. I mean, everything's happening. Marcus all made a corner three. Uh, this will make you really happy, John. Sitting down with the wife, having the Grizzlies' son's game on. Wife sees Deontay Davis for the first time. Yeah. That guy kind of looks like a lady. That's right. <laughs> Look, I am very in touch with my feminine side. I get along well with women. Yeah. I, I can see. I, I'm, I'm the Mel Gibson film, What Women Want, only I am slightly less anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Grizzlies young guys, which is hilarious with the number of gigantic, huge stories of the NBA, you went to the niche, tiny Grizzlies fandom. I love watching these guys play. Dylan Brooks... Andrew Harrison, who I adore. What is going on? This year, and Wayne Selden play together. I'm loving everything I'm seeing. Uh, they are winning. They're playing a home-heavy schedule against right. very bad teams. Right. The I mean, road trip I know what this is. Wednesday. And this is good. Like, the we're gonna get back on. And, and, yeah, and we're going to trade Reek for a first. That's wonderful. I mean, everything's happening. I'm enjoying my season again. So Blake Griffin's last game he played was against the Grizzlies. His next game he plays will be uh, as a member of the Pistons against... The Grizzlies. Hey, underrated uh, side story to uh, the, the Blake Griffin trade. I now hate the Pistons. That's cool. Having new things to hate. A lot of questions raised by Blake Griffin getting moved. I guess this could be my best thing. I hate Blake Griffin, as I think our listeners know. Right. Probably my least favorite NBA player. Mm-hmm. Not even sure I'd wish this upon him. Wow. This is a man who loves Los Angeles. Yeah. This is a man who I feel like life... That's why I, I think it's great. I'm, it's I, intertwined. Yeah, like part of me, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I like Pistons. Like Pistons were my first team. That look, I he for. probably has his own jet. It'll be fine. I hope he's good for the Pistons. My brother's a big Pistons fan. Like uh, Monte. Your World brother Peace. Boban got traded. My from brother. The uh, my brother is Hamed Haddadi. Don't forget. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I get my berserk pituitary glandular case right. confused. But the idea of him being sent to Detroit from L.A. when he thought he was going to live his whole life in L.A. is crazy to me. And I'm not. I mean, I guess I am putting down Detroit. There's no way not to put down Detroit in this scenario I'm laying out. This is a man who wants to be in movies, who wants to have a comedy career. Is he really going to get Judd Apatow to fly to Detroit to film a movie? Well, he can play. He can be in the sequel to The Hills Have Eyes, I guess, you know, down the road. But forget it. Now, this is insane. I love the Clippers. I love every Clipper. 
And that's the flip side. I like the Clippers too now. Even Austin Rivers is so absurd that he goes from the spectrum of like being a villain to like a glorious, you know, uh, anti-hero. If to, they to me. if they hire Dave Fisdale next year, Clippers will be incredible. Well, you know how I feel about Fisdale. So speaking of movies, I feel I feel sad. This thought never crossed my mind. It took Blake getting sent to Detroit for this to cross my mind. Beverly Hills flop. Oh, come on now. Oh. Reverse. You could still have it now. Reversal. You could have a like a Walter oh, Hill's oh. <laughs> Walter Hill's super sequel. You could have a wisecracking Detroit power forward uh, going back to Los Angeles to solve a crime. Beverly Hills flop. Another one we could do is Detroit flop city. That's what we have now. Uh-huh. Oh, I, look, I think it's a beautiful thing. And, and and going back to it, like you still haven't even nodded your head in agreement at, at all. But Pistons fans. Sh- I, I really don't think you gave up the whole world. You still have Stanley Johnson. You're in. It, it's a desperate pl- ploy to get into the playoffs. I know they're on the outside looking in, but hell, Embiid's the only thing the Sixers have, and he's brittle. That's true. There, there's there's a possibility here. They don't have to deal with Avery Bradley, who everyone has pointed out all of his numbers are like the worst ever. Right, uh, man. I, I thought Ever Bradley was probably going to be your worst of the week, so I didn't. I didn't mention it. But they, they, they he, don't have to deal with offering him a contract next year. He has gone from he looked so good for the Pistons for a while there to like they lost every game he was in for. A it while. seemed like he was kind of winning games for them. I think there was something like three and sixteen in their last tw- game, nineteen games that he's played. Right. Uh, they don't have to deal with trying to offer him a contract next year. They actually got rid of Boban's money, which was you know like he was. A bit overpaid, and they 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 punted on Tobias Harris, so that part hurts. But they're bringing in Blake Griffin. I just don't think he's going to be healthy, and I think you're going to be stuck with these contracts that are just so big. And him and Andre Drummond, I don't know, both trying to get the assist. I feel like it's going to be that's an underrated, bizarre thing because now they have two of the better passing big men. Um, I do think no, no, two of the most pass hunting big men. I guess Andre Drummond is not a good passer. I disagree. I feel like Andre Drummond is is pretty is pretty like great with the ball. Period. He's also an underrated steals guy. I think Andre Drummond is good with the ball. Yeah, except okay. in the post. Yeah, <laughs> except when he's making a post. I, I actually think Andre Drummond is good at everything except for uh, offensive maneuvers, pot like shooting. Breaking Chuck news. Uh, step into our world, listener. We had to stop very suddenly because Keith Child was uh, plaintiff. Please. I think she said her first words. <laughs> Daddy, stop podcasting. While uh, Keith is checking on his child, I get a phone call from Chuck. Tell me everything. Uh, so as it turns out, Chuck uh, left his phone at a Tinder date's house last night. The <laughs> Tinder date went to the airport, maybe with his phone. I'm not quite sure. He ends up having to contact the Airbnb owner, get into the Airbnb to finally find his phone, finally return our call. I would give you more details, but I angrily hung up on him because I'm a mean old man. <laughs> Is it worse to leave your phone in an Uber or on a Tinder date Airbnb? I guess on a Tinder date, I'm surmising that you, especially if you stayed at the Airbnb, you at least, uh, you know, scored or went canoeing, or let's use the worst uh, euphemism I could I was like, of. was that what the children are saying now? That's my Meatballs Friday the 13th uh, reference for the day. Oh, that was a 1980s reference. Yeah, that's, why that's right. I wasn't allowed to watch those movies that oh, I... Well, very well. I did not catch up on the early 80s sex was comedy. Your, was your first uh, 80s sex comedy Wet Hot American Summer? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. But uh, Chuck is alive. Uh, I don't know if that woman is alive. Uh, and uh, But uh, I, I've never left my phone in an Uber. I'm not, have, I'm not a phone leaver. I have a, I, I've driven, I think I've said this before, I've driven like 40 Uber rides. Right. Uh, I got two huge bonuses. I've made a ton of money off Uber for gl- giving them no, no work. Right. One time, I dropped some drunk people off at the stadium in downtown Nashville for some country concert, and, uh, and they left their ticket in my, in my car. Oh, so you get a phone call, like Lyft. They they have to call Lyft or Uber. It's like a second party. They call them, man. and then they call you, and they're like, hey, is my ticket in your car? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, can I get it? And and I was like, uh, how do you propose to get it? Okay. Am I supposed to bring this to you? Uh, Am I supposed to bring this 20 minutes to you downtown? Is, those at moments where Keith and I feel so far apart. 
Because when you're when you're drunk, I would just be like, "Yeah, man." Yeah, let me let me hook you. I'm My like, fellow human being. Well, <laughs> we're back to the tire story. <laughs> we are back to the tire story. <laughs> this guy. Remember Keith's butt thirty three and a third repeating of our podcast. We're not all. <laughs> we're not all. <laughs> Time is money. It also this is this is where my uh, I'm very accepting of all people except a certain demographic. Did he at least tip you? I said I didn't even know. Like 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 I don't even remember. It was it was a car. Did you just say no and take the ticket? It was a car full of, of drunk people, and it was really like where uh, like can I drop it off somewhere? Because like, <laughs> I don't want to get back in the stadium traffic. And this is again all for free, right? You know, like, like like you're driving around working. And it's like, oh, this drunk guy left his tongue, left his ticket in my car. I feel like there's like a way now, where they, 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 like you can tip immediately. Maybe I made this up. Maybe I need. Well, like the transaction was over. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't remember. It, it, but Uber's it, it, it playing the middleman here. They should yeah. be able to, to Uber get should, more money. Uber should, Uber should like pay me to go drop it off or something. Absolutely. That. So how does the story end, you monster? I left it at a spot. I hit it. You did a you did a secret drop, secret drop, a dead drop. My take was you saved you saved yourself in my estimation by acting like uh, a spy. My my take was hey you uh like you, you lost your ticket yeah just just scalp one just scalp one and get in sneak in right yeah, like you, dr- like drunk guy lost his ticket just do the drunk guy lost my ticket why are why are physical tickets even a thing any longer that's a uh, ticketmaster doesn't want them to be uh, I see there anyway we got we, we got off track Chuck is lost. In a sea of social media conquest creepiness. Chuck's been doing a lot of middlemanning right now, I think. But he'll be okay. We'll get him <laughs> next week. It's kind of refreshing to be Chuck Free just for one. I don't have to see his withering looks. Uh, or actually, his withering looks in response to my withering looks. <laughs> All right, so we were in the best uh, steak and eggs, best things. I'm going to throw out another one just in honor of Chuck. Yeah, let's make up some for Chuck. Here, Here's mine. LeBron sucks. Dwayne Wade is a Benedict <laughs> Arnold. I don't know why Chuck has a Boston accent, but I'm gonna. Give I will. One. I will do. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are undefeated since firing Jason Kidd. Woo! Ticker tape. <laughs> Ticker tape parade. All right. The opposite of Joe Prunty, steak and eggs. Dickensian whimsical mastermind. You. What is the opposite of steak and eggs? The cream of wheat. Worst of week. What's the worst thing that happened? Well, it's obvious. Chef Teague revenge game. Oh, well, that's less obvious, but that's a good one, too. Go okay. ahead. So Jeff Teague plays his old team, the Hawks. And I've sort of always felt like Jeff Teague did well in high-pressure situations. Well, that has come undone. Do you remember playoff Teague being a thing? It was very brief. Uh, Not really. I, I think I remember you talking about that's it. That's it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it was never a thing. Maybe it was just a thing for me. The numbers are horrendous, but it doesn't tell the story. Ten assists, that's fine. Four steals, that's great. One for 12. That's bad. One block. He got the <laughs> living hell blocked out of him by former teammate Kent Bazemore. That was incredible. That was with a minute 30 left. Within the next minute, Teague has the most insane careless pass ever. They're only down one point here, by the way. He also completely didn't get his teammates involved, despite the ten assists. He gets another... Another chance with 14 seconds left. They give Teague the ball. Tries to call a timeout that Wolves do not have, and then it's called for five-second violation. It was amazing. I mean, what in the what, what is going on? All this amidst a firestorm among Timberwolves fans. The think, aforementioned feeling Minnesota. Who think Tyus Jones should be the guy playing above him just because he, he gets more people involved. It's a tough spot for the Timberwolves. Jeff Teague is the better player. Right. But then you get all the questions about fit. I didn't even, you know, I hadn't considered the revenge game aspect, the, the playing his former squad. I guess I mean, it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious. And Schroeder was trying to give it back to him. I mean, this is what, these were two teams desperately trying not to win. This was the, the opposite of whatever. What's the great point guard battle of our time? This is not CP3 Steph Curry. This is the, <laughs> the, the doldrums. These aren't, these aren't Magic Isaiah levels oh, uh, uh, of Magic. My worst thing Big picture, Boogie Cousins. Yeah. I mean, that's like a mournful, we lost a guy. It's so weird. I guess it must have happened right after we had last podcasted because it seems so far away to me. I mean, it was, it was only a few days ago. Yeah. But, like, that is such a devastating blow 
Right. To the to obviously to Boogie Cousins. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. He already missed out on being able to sign a designated veteran extension by virtue of the Kings trading him. Right. So he lost a bunch of money that way. Now he's a big man with an Achilles injury. There are no happy stories about Achilles injuries. Right. It's just it's so sad for him, the player. It's so sad for the Pelicans. This I mean, we could say tortured, I think. Like their team has not been run very Gentrified. well. Gentrified. <laughs> they were finally having a pretty good season. They were going to make the playoffs. They might not make the playoffs now. I don't know that they were going to make the playoffs with Boogie, and now I think they are doomed. Well, that first part's crazy, but go ahead with the doomed. Part. I don't know. I mean, they were only two games ahead of, you know, the, the damn Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a t- they were, I think they are at best a seven or an eight seed. Well, sure, with Boogie. but they were going to make the playoff. Boogie was going to make the playoffs for the first time in his career. Yeah, he but they're going the, to win 40 you know, games Anthony for the first Davis time in his has, career. Anthony Davis has made the playoffs with this Pelicans team before. So there's a little bit of like, I think some of the hope was false. Does that make sense? This was still a team that only has three even decent players. That's counting Boogie. I think the hope wasn't false. I think the, I think the Pelicans fans had had enough tough times. They knew they were backed into a wall. They knew they were up against the luxury tax. I think they were actually, honestly, enjoying it as fans. We're a pretty good team. We're going to make the playoffs. This is a fun, good season. And now they kind of lose all that. Like, this is not a fun season. Now your franchise is screwed. Now you have, like, Nate Duncan saying you should trade Anthony Davis. Like, now you have all this terrible stuff. It is so. funny that everyone's response to Boogie's uh, injury has pretty much been, like, just tr- just blow it up. I mean, it's it's that situation where, where are you going to sign him next year when maybe he can't play basketball? Like... Are, are the Pelicans going to lose? And that's just, the Pelicans might as well because they can't sign anyone else because they're up, they're over the, the cap. So they can only retain their players. So they have to choose whether or not they're going to offer this hurt big man coming off an Achilles injury, whether you're going to give him a max contract. And I, I mean, you know that you're not even going to get the likes of Jason Tatum off of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Which that gonna- is just insane and not real. But I don't really see trade destinations for Anthony Davis. Do you? No, why would you? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm so downhearted for like the city and like the player, and like the Pelicans still have Anthony Davis under team control for forever. But now you actually probably have the question. I guess it's more of a question now. Would Anthony Davis leave money on the table to turn down the giant the giant max extension? I feel like almost every NBA superstar is to that point now. Well, no one had turned it, no one's turned it down officially yet. Right. I mean, there's only been a handful of people for the designated max. Right. But doesn't it seem like that's the way the league is skewing? I don't know. Because the, the, the era we live in, you know, guys like, I know David West is not on any kind of level, but KD probably taking less money. I mean, there's just ways. The legacy is definitely being dictated by championships right now in these super teams. So I, I feel like, I feel like someone's going to do it. Why not AD? Yeah, I hope they I hope they can swing for something at least to make make it worthwhile. He's in a scenario where he can leave that place justified. As as we speak, this moment there's a Woj is tweeting about maybe a Pelicans Bulls deal centered around Nikola Mirotic. So maybe they'll do something. The Pelicans are in the tough spot of you don't want to sacrifice any more future assets for what is you know like a lost season, so to speak. I mean, again, I I, I think Tyreek Evans would help that team a ton. But you don't want to. You don't want them to give up anything. <laughs> Are you proposing giving them back Tyreek Evans? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not because I don't think the Pelicans should pay the price. <laughs> um, I don't think it's worth it to pay the price. I just want our Celtics pick back. Can we just do that? Can we just oh, do over? Yeah. Can yeah. we just do that? Let's Although just do again, over. Tyreek Evans rumored to the Celtics as well. Yeah, that's going to be a fleecing. Avery Bradley's going to somehow end up on the Celtics. He can go back. Did no. you know about that? What's yeah, yeah. Avery Bradley now can't go back to the Celtics yeah. because he got moved to another team. I'm telling you, this is the... Uh, we, and we were talking so much about Jerry West. Maybe, just maybe, Doc got his finger and was like, hey, man, give me Avery Bradley back. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably how he started the, the conversation. Yeah. Jerry, like, like, Doc, it's Jerry. I got your Avery Bradley for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blake Griffin's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Poison pill. Yeah, I think Chris Wallace is going to trade, like, the Grizzlies second-round pick, which will be, like, 36 yeah, for the Celtics first round pick and Tyreek Evans, which ah. will be like twenty eight. Damn it! So I assume he's going to trade Tyreek Evans to move up eight picks and to pay more money for 
a draft pick. Stop being right. Uh, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw out uh, another worst a week. I guess it's worse. We kind of were talking about the uh, uh, Grizzlies. Mike Conley officially shut down. Ugh. However, good news, John. Both he and Chandler Parsons expect to be fully healthy and recovered by next training camp. Hey, now. Well, you, you know that Grizzlies sell- medical staff is, can work wonders with anyone. If you can't sell tickets on that, you're in the wrong business. You can't bring me down, man. You can't bring me down. Tyreek Evans just dropped 27 points in 26 minutes off the bench. Jarrell Martin is eating people's souls. He's incredible. You Let's, can't bring me down. All right. Well, those are our worst things. Let's move to the Hassan Whiteside. Cox it back to Waffle House presents scattered, smothered, covered thoughts. Anything else catch your eye this week, John? Uh, let me get outside the game a little bit. Have you seen what uh, the Atlanta Hawks are doing down there in Atlanta right now? I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. Hot sauce. Oh, yeah. And one mixtape, Superstar, crossing fools up. That is easily, easily, and I, I'm ready for you to throw Red Panda and all kinds of, you know, the, the flippers at me. That is easily, undisputedly, the greatest, like, timeout stuff you can do. That is so purely fun and so purely basketball. I'm going to have to side with friend of the show, the amazing Sladek. Uh, Red Panda, people want Paola. Fake news. People won't talk about it. Red Panda is a shell of her former self. Oh, Bulls bouncing everywhere since she came back from retirement. I, this, that, having hot sauce cross up a random fan, that was similar to what I was talking about with Joey and Sean on uh, the interview episode about fixing the All-Star game. Oh, yeah. Just bring out random fans to get dunked on. Come, <laughs> come on now. So they'll sign the waiver. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, I don't feel like this story is being talked about enough. Milwaukee police are going to release body cam footage of NBA player being tased. Wow. That's been, that's been completely washed over by the Blake Griffin news and other news. Is he uh, being tased? Sterling Brown, who is, I, I keep thinking. Is he from of, This Is Us? I keep thinking of uh, Clancy Brown. Oh, Kurgan. Yeah. Better, uh, to, better to burn out than fade away. Milwaukee Bucks rookie. Double parked in the handicapped parking space at a Walgreens. And got tased? Got tased. Wow. I'm sure there's more to the story. Part of me, when I see like a Lexus SUV double parked in a handicapped parking space uh, at Walgreens, I normally wish ill on people. Mm. Part of me's like, all right, that's what you get. <laughs> but Maybe then they were in a hurry. But then there's the weird, uh, then there's also the really bad story about like the people in Milwaukee an emergency. calling the police on John Henson when he tried to buy a necklace. Jesus. And I think, oh, maybe there's more to it that Milwaukee crowd. Probably not a good story. Probably not a good look. Uh, Moving uh, on. Midwest never change. <laughs> Moving Set on. the Southerners. John Wall. Don't care. Going. Un- <laughs> Don't care. Tommy Lee Jones over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't care. Go ahead. Dr. Richard Kimball, jump off it. Who do you think should be the uh, all-star replacement? It'll probably be named before we even uh, release this episode. I mean, Ben Simmons, slam dunk. You think Ben Simmons over Kimball Walker? I think Kimball Walker, more deserving. I mean, if we want to go more deserving, it's Andre Drummond. But I want to see Ben Simmons in the all-star game. Are they going to hold it too positional? Well, then it's Kimball, I guess. Like, it should be Kimba, but Andre Drummond, probably the more deserving, the bigger snub. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what they do. I'd be curious. I need to look up LeBron, Team LeBron, and uh, Steph's team to see what do they need. To uh, well, Steph needs a do-over is what he needs. No, love Team Steph. Oh, yeah? I think he uh, I think he set it up perfect to win the game. Well, I'll be damned. I think you got a bunch of ball hogs on Team LeBron. Oh, Keith, I have terrible news. Ball hogs do really well in All-Star games. They do. Like, really, really actually, well. Actually, th- I, think, I think mainly they say. You know who's 6-0 in All-Star games? Russell Westbrook, the biggest, all, the biggest ball hog there ever was. That really, yeah, that really makes sense. <laughs> Uh, Windhorse actually released the uh, the orders of uh, of teams, which uh, which was kind of interesting. Demar Derozan, Windhorse fire on Twitter lately, by the way. D- Demar Derozan being being the the, the last place. Uh, let's see, John Wall is on Team LeBron James. They don't. This really... is almost as boring as watching John Wall play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't actually need another big man, so maybe Kimba Walker would be the right would be the right fit. Also got news that our boy Dave Yeager got a oh. little lightheaded. Diet pills. Got to lay off them speed, boy. <laughs> it's like Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream. 
He's not he's not cleaning up that roster very well. Oh, yeah, Yeager. <laughs> I mean, get back to J.B. Bickerstand, baby. Uh, Playing young guys. Yeager's being forced to play young guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the King, the Kings are barely hanging on. All right, well, let's move to the awards segment of the program. The International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award given each week to the worst performance in a box score. Keith. Yeah. Apparently, we missed Mer- the Marotic trade was done and now has fallen apart. Oh, can you give, give us the breaking news, John. Uh, th- thanks to the Patreon Slack chat, it looks like Marotic going back to the team that tried to trade him to play with a teammate who punched him in the face, but now the trade is off. Wow. Ooh. What was it going to be? Where, where, was a, he has a limited no, no trade clause. Right. And the team to which he's traded must guarantee the $12.5 million left on his salary for next year. Oh, the Pelicans oh, couldn't stomach it. Oh, they couldn't do it. Well, that makes sense. I don't feel bad for Miritich. Yeah. You got to guarantee that money. But. You got to show me the money. I would have liked Miritich on the Pelicans. Would have been fun. I like him on. I'm still kind of pulling for the Jazz. Yes, I, perfect. I briefly wanted Tobias Harris on the Jazz, but uh, that, that, that might have sh- ship might have sailed. Or maybe he's still available. I don't know. Noob Saiba. I think everyone in. Uh, you in think Cl- all the Clippers, the Clippers are going to keep I moving? I think they're all. Uh, uh, even like, they're even talking about trading Lou Williams, which I don't really understand because to me his contract's so awesome. But I guess you could actually get a good pick for him. I don't. Maybe. Are the Clippers trying to make the playoffs this year? I mean, they could. I, it's very well. I mean. They just have to catch the Pelicans. Yeah. Or the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets aren't any. Playing super hot. Nuggets are about to play a death-like stretch. Yeah, they're probably about in, to lose in the midst. They're about to lose four games in a row. Um, but I mean, I think the Clippers are set up to still be okay. I think they'd be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Tobias Harris had just as much acclaim to be an All Star as Blake Griffin right now. Although I, I'm not crazy. I know Blake Griffin is better than Tobias <laughs> Harris. Um, but I mean, yeah, what's wrong? But but to me, Clippers, they're they're selling everyone, right? This is this is I, clear. That's why I don't know. This is clear everyone out and, and get the free agents. That's what this is. I think they can make the playoffs with this roster if they want. And that's to. fine. And next year, even if they, if they kept together. Anyway, back to the International Stackhouse of Pancakes. We have three, we have several honorable mentions. Jeff Teague and the aforementioned uh, revenge game was one for 12 and the turnovers. Josh Should we just get this over with? Josh Jackson? Well, yes, but anyway. <laughs> Astute listeners will know who's getting this. <laughs> Josh Richardson, 2 for 13. Kyle Lowry, 2 for 14. Andrew Wiggins, 4 for 18. Dennis Smith Jr. going a combined 9 for 37 in consecutive games. We have three nominees as they occurred chronologically during the week. Josh Jackson has some competition. Zach <laughs> On Le- his own team. Zach Levine yes. in a loss against the Lakers, 3 for 17. I don't want to say we called it. But we called it. Welcome to the iShop League superstar, Zach Levine. Uh, three for 17, 10 points, three rebounds, one assist, one turnover, four personal fouls. And that reminds me, the iShop League over on Fantrax.com, where we are playing with our Patreon supporters, is insane. I caught two losses in one week somehow. Uh, weird scheduling or something. It's so volatile. My team, I thought they were all studs. But now, like, everyone's going through, like, a decent stretch. Uh-oh. And they're not putting point. Like Wesley Matthews is hitting his shots. KCP's playing efficient. It's weird, man. It is a he's got that ankle roller coaster. Yeah, he got the, he got rid of that. The old tracking monitor. All right, Zach Levine three for seventeen. Marquise Chris, Josh Jackson's teammate, in a loss against the Knicks. One for twelve. Three points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. My God. <laughs> no turnovers, three personal fouls, and then Josh Jackson who matched Stanley Johnson's opening night performance as the worst 0 for game of the season, was 0 for 13 against the Rockets on the night I took him in draft. Woo! Uh, <laughs> two points, four rebounds, one turnover, three personal fouls. Congratulations, Josh Jackson. Wow, unanimous. That got an anemic, sickly Ric Flair woo from your He truly. was the first rookie to miss go 0 for 13 in a game since Ron Artest. I could build the most amazing iShop team from purely Kansas Jayhawks. It would be unreal. Led by one Andrew Inefficient Wiggins. Oh, yeah. Wayne Selden is probably going to show up he, there sometimes. He's pretty good. I have him. Frank Mason, when he gets back, I like it. Oh, Mario yeah. Mario Chalmers. Mori twins. Frank Mason. I have both Morris twins. They're phenomenal. I'll say Frank Mason's kind of a deep cut there. Mm, Kelly Oubre. 
Pretty good eye shot player. Uh, he he's efficient in NBA sense, but he plays a lot of minutes. Plays a lot of minutes. So that that helps him on the eye shot teams. I got one for you. Yeah. Uh, kind of an eighth man, Ben McLemore. I uh, don't play enough. Don't play enough. He's been. I have rostered him this year. Oh, I, I've, I've dialed. It's all about figuring out when he's going to play. That, yeah, just doesn't play enough. But Josh Jackson <laughs> is a staple. Josh Jackson is going to be one of the all stars. He's. I mean. Rock chalk, y'all. Yeah, shout out to, again, all our Patreon supporters who are playing us in the international, the inaugural International Stackhouse of Pancakes League for Pride and Glory we'll at fantracks.com. We'll do an Ishvorp update next Yeah, week. That, that, that'll be coming soon. If you missed out on that Fantasy League, just join Draft. We feel like we've gotten a little too rigorous on the podcast lately, so we're trying to scale it back, let a little flow happen. <laughs> Helps when Chuck's not here. That's a big bonus. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I do feel like Chuck's made uh, more uh, good points than he usually does this week. Uh, well, Chuck, you know, he got on that Zoloft. And <laughs> that was funny. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, we like, got to laugh at our horrible problems here. That's at right. Best I was like, breakfast. well, Chuck, since starting that Zoloft, starts whipping out all those stats all the time. I feel like it's actually really helped him in that category. Now, Chuck's been on fire. That's why this is sad. Uh, but anyway. hopefully, uh, hopefully the Craigslist killer didn't get him. <laughs> and we'll have him back next week. Parfait away, John, as we, as we get out of here. What, uh, what thing are you looking forward to in the coming week? I'm just going to keep uh, pushing this until we do it. The hot chip, oh, hot yeah. stove, hot trade deadline challenge is coming. Probably will be uh, something we'll throw up on the Patreon. We might need to rope that into like an ALS hot pepper challenge. Yeah. Somebody challenge us. Talking to you, Tom Haverstrow. Anyone. Windbag. Come on. Get at us. Yeah. Uh, and definitely, I was so pleased. This Blake trade. We almost made it to another podcast episode without a trade happening, and I was going to be devastated. Like I said, we got a trade. We got that taste. I can't wait. This I mean, be... this is what it's all about for us. Oh, it's the best. This is what it is all about. I want to pull names out of a hat, and like I don't know if we'll do it in enough time, and just pick if they're going to change teams. There's so many players who should change teams. George Hill, Vince Carter, Marco Bellinelli, Dwayne Dedman, Avery Bradley to another team, Nikola Miritich, on and on and on. So many players. But my actual part fadeaway, John... Uh, Grizz is going on a road trip. Fire up the tank. Enough of these morale-building wins at home. Let's get it over with. Let's start losing some games. To further uh, rub it in Chuck's face, I do have a special presentation to make. In the mail, we were given from one Shea Serrano, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Incredible. Bookmarks. The bookmarks from Arturo Draws. Amazing. Really cool. Everyone check it out. Support Shea Serrano. He's put out the best book on basketball easily by anyone uh, from the ringer. Uh, <laughs> not throwing shade at all. No shade intended at all. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Support us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Download the draft app at draft.com slash fastbreak. Like us on Facebook. You got to set up the notifications so you'll see us because Facebook, I think, hit everyone who wasn't a human being. Uh Follow on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Are right, you guys the best? Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Chuck, stay off a of tender. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fast Break Break, man. You understand?